y'all, welcome back to It's Giving with your girl, Malu. And today we have a special guest. We have the poet, the spiritual lady. <laughs> like, I don't know, you always turn me up. So would you like to introduce oh, yourself wee. today? Hi, it's me. I'm Red. Uh, I'm a poet, artist, creative, mm -hmm. um, out the box thinker, and yes. all of that. Period, period. <laughs> we love Give them a little rundown of like, uh, when did you start performing? Mm -hmm. And just like poetry in general, like what that means to you? Well, poetry is my life. I will say that. Right. I had a teacher, like when I was in high school, her name was Miss Kelly. And she like, she was an English teacher. She forced us to write poetry. And that was, I always used to like have an interest in it, but I would write it when I'm sad or just, you know, whatever, cause I didn't really open up to people. So I was just like, I'm all right, you know, journal or whatever. And then when she made us like write in different styles and just opened up poetry in a whole nother lane, I was just like, oh wait, hold on. Like this right. is so much more to it than what I originally thought. And um, from that, I just kind of used it as an escape. And then when I got out of high school and stuff like that, um, I was just looking for other people that wrote poetry too, like where the community at. Right. And, um, cause I'm from NOLA. So when I first graduated high school, I found a community out there and it was just like, oh, you should come like perform live. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I was scared at first. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. But I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, and I did a first show out there and it was like the feedback that I got from other people hearing it was just like the reassurance that I need. I was like, wait, I'm actually good at this. Like, I <laughs> so I just, ever since then, I kind of just been doing it, finding more people, joining that community. And yeah, it's my life now. Period. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. I feel like we have like a similar kind of For story. Real? Yeah. Because <laughs> my teacher, she introduced, well, she didn't really like, okay, I grew up doing songwriting. That okay. was always like my first love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then I was like, damn, I kind of suck. <laughs> That's when she started to like push us to like do journaling and like do poetry. And there was a poetry contest, and my friend entered it. We both entered it. She mm. was so good. She was so good. And she won, right? So I was okay. like, damn, okay, so what can I do? Right, right. right. <laughs> I want to be better. I want to win too. Thanks, you know? thanks, so yeah. I'm like, okay, after that, I started to just get into it a little bit more. Then 11th grade, it was a talent show. And there's this teacher, it was a, not a town show, a black history program. Mm -hmm. And there was this teacher, he was like, I have a poem, I need somebody to recite it. And I was like, okay, this is my chance to right. try to like figure it out to see if like, do I want to perform or do I not want to? Mm -hmm. And I studied that poem and like one night performed it. It was fantastic. So I'm like, okay, imagine what I could do with my own. Right. right? Yeah. So I like, you know, I like that you were, even though you were nervous at first, you still did it. I still, still did. got the feedback that you right. did. Right. So I fuck with that. I fuck yeah. With that. So how does like, so how did um, Mariaki come about? Is that how you say Pretty, that? Meraki. Yeah. yeah. So Meraki is, no, you're good. Meraki is pretty much a Greek word that means to put your soul into something that you love. Mm -hmm. And that basically was the book. So Meraki is composed of a lot of poems that were written over like two, three years span, like during the COVID and all that. Right. Like I just was at home creating, writing, painting, just going in. Like, <laughs> And so those are pretty much poems that were composed during that time. And I feel like each poem in there kind of describes like a different 
place that I was mentally and just all the emotions that I was feeling during that time period. Right. Um, because it was a lot going on. Like, say, was, was <laughs> you know, like for everyone. So it was just, I feel like that, that was a little piece of me um, during that process and that journey. Right. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So what exactly like is it about? Like, is it's, it? Oh, no, no, no. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm because um, like, is it just like uh, your thoughts and feelings during that time, or is it like related to a specific like part of your life or right. healing? Right. Yeah. It's it's pretty much all random. So it's mm-hmm. different. Like some of them I have about love because I w- I was in a relationship at the time mm-hmm. and. That was going, you know, all kind of so. Some of it is about those type of feelings. Some of it is about like just overall like motivational things that probably have a lot of thoughts, a lot of emotions from like sadness, depression, um, high moments as far as like love, um, just encouraging moments just everything that i needed to hear during that time so. right i love that you know a lot of people always say like uh whenever you perform or whatever you write or just create mm-hmm. in general you're doing it either for your past self mm-hmm. or your future self literally so would you say like your that book was for your past self past self and future self because okay. it's like I, like a lot of those poems i wrote during that time it's like even now when i go back and like look through a book i'm just like what like why is this touching me in a different way that it didn't touch me before like so i feel like my past self definitely needed it but like it still speaks to my future self still to this day so it's just like i don't know i feel like it was for both of them me yeah (laughs) i love that no that's powerful yeah yeah so are you queer in any way i don't know okay yeah i'm pan pan okay Uh, it's influenced my art in like a lot of ways because I just I feel like it gives me more freedom. Just I'm not you know about the queer community. We're right. like just very open and free, and I feel like it opens up a lot of more options for me as far as like what I write about, what kind of routes my art takes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it just gives me more freedom. Right. Like that more expression. Expression, yeah, yeah, in myself. Like and me being comfortable with who I am and me being able to share that with other people in the queer community as well so they right. can relate to it as well. It's great. I love doing that. I love being like careless and free in my writing because there's people out there that just don't have that voice. Right. And I'm just glad I can be that voice for them. Right. Period. Mm -hmm. No facts. Because, like, that's literally what all this is about. Literally. Black queer people. Yeah. Okay. Stand up. When I know that I'm being and writing from myself and being true to myself as far as, like, just being authentic in who I am, I just want to be that voice for somebody else. So it's just like, I don't know, before I started writing and stuff like that, I kind of, I mean, I've always been this way, but it was just like, there wasn't much representation of just yeah. like people that were just authentic and just free. And, right. you know, so I feel like with now, with me being sure of who I am and my art and my life, I'm just glad that I'm at a place where I am that person that I 
was searching for or looking for when I, you know, right. was younger or just starting to write. It was, you know, so I don't know. I just, right. I try to be authentic because I know there's people out there that are looking for that, you know, because I was. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. It, I, I just try to be as true to myself. Um, I don't really write as far as like just, I kind of do have like, of course, I'm influenced by the people that I'm around because I'm around genuine ass people and they're really right. dope and I'm really thankful for that. <laughs> but um, I try to say true to myself because it's like even the pieces that I write and I think they're just for me. Somebody else will come up to me and be like, wow, like I need, you know, I needed that. Like I didn't, I haven't had someone express or put the words into what I'm feeling and you did that. So I'm just like, okay, that's like, ah, I needed that. So that's why I'm just like, okay. That is literally so cool. No, I literally, know. that's my, that's my best thing. That's like, literally. I'm like, even if this shit is like, I don't care like the, the money or literally the pay, like, like <laughs> just having those people, just one or two people coming in and mm-hmm. just saying like, okay, you help me in my healing process. Literally. There's nothing that's all I need. That. That's like, literally, that's all I need. Like, that's just a I swear. <laughs> like, get into the love part, okay. pansexual part, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because, okay, I had a little thought. I didn't even write this down. So it's like, <laughs> I had a little thought the other day. And, you know, recently, you know, my last quote unquote relationship mm-hmm. was with a white person, right. Right? right? And, you know, as pansexuals, our whole, like, the definition of it is just loving someone for personality, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, how do you how do you feel about like just I don't know being pro black okay <laughs> you know okay. like being pro black and being pansexual like is that like a battle for you when you want to like try to not even just date outside of your race right but it just happens naturally right I'll say in that aspect <sighs> <It's all right. laughs> I'm just like okay people be coming for me that's what I'm saying I'm, that's what I'm saying can be understood and some people can't understand it. So it's just like, I'm okay with you understanding my struggle and genuinely like understanding that, you know, you you have a life that's different than mine and you have certain privileges that I don't, you know, just understanding that and being genuine and owning your shit in that. I'm okay with that. I have nothing against that and I have, dated outside my race um but just for me that has to be you can't just be up like, you know yeah. like carrying that privilege and don't even know you have it you exactly. know what i mean like and it's like a lot of people they understand and i'm glad we're at a place where it's like we're ending the division and more um races are becoming they want to kind of just embrace everyone and i love that because i want to do the same but don't discredit that you do have a different life than me and we are right you know it's we're treated differently you know what i mean so i just i i love people that can own that um and acknowledge that and we're good no that's that's my only thing because it's like i have nothing against anyone i love everyone but you have to for me to actually be able to connect with you because that's a part of me so i need you to understand you know what's going on the reality of things right. but that's my only thing because you know how it be like yeah. especially being pan as well it's kind of just like you know you uh, you attract everyone you're attracted to you know multiple people you i can't say who i'm gonna 
what color of a person I'm going to be attracted to. Right. But I definitely know what gets me to kind of like take that leap is seeing those certain attributes in those persons. Right. You know. Stuff that overrides just like. Literally. Literally. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And that was me for a minute. But then I had to like kind of step back a little bit. You know. No, I see that. I see that. I see that. You know, you know, I had to step back and I was like, okay, you know, why am I dating this person? Right. Right. So I'm over here and I'm asking myself, da, da, da. And it was just a lot of insecurities within myself too. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize. Yeah. And. Also, it wasn't until after that, like, he left, like, he traveled abroad in Spain, Spain or whatever. Mm. So I was like, okay, he's gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wasn't until after that I realized that, like, this man had no clue mm-hmm. of all the shit that I had went through. Right. Like, I would talk about my experiences, even just experiences as a woman, not even right. black experiences. But, right. like, okay, like, I'm on a train or a bus or something. I remember being on a bus in D.C., I mean, a train in D.C., and, like, there was weird-ass dudes around, and he was like, um, He's like, I've never had that experience. So, da, da, da. And I'm so like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just because yeah, you yeah. haven't had it doesn't mean that it's not going on. Exactly. Literally. So I'm like, it, it's just interesting because people do bring that to my attention. Mm-hmm. They're just like, okay, you dating outside your race, you really have to like analyze every single Literally. day. Literally. And I'm not the type of person that wants to do that in general, but dating outside your race, you just you, kind of have, have to. You have to, yeah. Because there's a thin line between yeah. I need you to, you know. Because so, some people of the other race, I mean, if you're not experiencing it, they think it doesn't exist. Exactly. So it's like, I need you to know what's going on in right. the reality of this world. In love, how do you deal with a person who needs healing? You know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever come across someone and you're just like, I know you're a good person. I know that, like, we would be great together. Right. But you have to heal a little right. bit first. Right. No, I, I get that. And... Um, yeah, that, that, that honestly happens a lot for me because mm-hmm. for some, I mean, well, being an empath, I feel that I am attracted yeah. to people that need healing, mm-hmm. which I kind of have accepted it now. Um, yeah, obviously I'm not going to, you know, put work into you and make you like, I'm not right. doing all that, but right. I, I just am attracted and I will heal and help in any way that I feel like I can. Mm-hmm. And just recently, um, just in a situation that I am currently in, in my love life. Um, when me and that person first started like talking and get to know each other, they had a lot of baggage and just things that they had going on mentally within their own self. So I feel like with that situation, I kind of just was like, I'm here for you. You know what I mean? Just genuinely soul to soul, just trying to be your friend and understand you and walk with you through this. Um, but I'm here waiting when you need me. Like, it's right. just like, I'm not going to push the issue. I'm not going to, like, overstep my boundaries that I know you're not ready for right now. Right. Um, we can, I'm going to help you and we can go at your pace. But at the same time, understand that I'm at my pace as well. Right. So I'm going to help you. You know what I mean? But, like, you have to keep up. You got to keep up. <laughs> like that but i'm thankful in that situation you know that i'm currently in right now we are at a place where he is he's healed and it's beautiful like so it's just like i was your friend through that but i know genuinely like i'm not about to be you know opening another door for you that you're not ready for so whenever you know whenever he was ready that door was open and it was it's all great but you gotta heal first 
Right. So I'm not, I'm, and especially if I know you got to heal, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you do that. Right. I'm here if you need me, you know, I'm whatever you, I'm good. It was right. good. I hold your hand. But I'm I'm my own person too, and I have my own life. So if you keep up, you keep up. You know. If you don't, you don't. You don't. Yeah, that's it. I love that's that. it. <laughs> no, that's so beautiful because yeah. I feel like in you know just past life for me or whatever like that. Not past life, but yeah. you know like past I guess mean, situations yeah. or whatever like mm-hmm. that. I would just be like, okay, cut off. Right, you know right, right. Like, okay, I'm not about to deal with that. Like you know, go do you. I'm gonna send you love from a distance. Yeah. But like we're not gonna keep in contact. But I've learned now that it's like, there's nothing wrong with helping someone on that journey. It's just like, you can't be so infatuated and so like in love with them while right. trying to help them. That's true. Because ultimately that's, that's not helping. That's not. So it's like, you know, I would get so caught up, you know, in one of my previous like uh, situations or whatever like that. I'm not going to say situation. I hate situations. <laughs> that is so bad. Like, no, it's a situation. That's all. Oh. somebody else who's almost there sure i can help you get there and if it's truly meant to be we go we gonna wait yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying but i not wait that. forever and that's what i'm saying you know, I'm like teaching forever right you gotta like, learn from yeah literally 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 i felt that i felt that all right so going from all of that even just in love career and mm-hmm. everything like that okay so we're going to talk about law of attraction mm-hmm. in general so by your definition, like, what do you think, like, law of attraction means? I feel like law of attraction means to me, um, basically having the understanding of whatever you give, you will receive. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have, I am a big manifesting, like, I'm going to tell everyone, like, bro, you better be careful, you know, about what you, because a lot of people are, you know, speaking back on law of attraction. Right. attracting certain things in their life and they don't know why or where it's coming from or not understanding that law right. in, in a whole, you know what I mean? But, yeah, to answer your question, I think it's definitely putting out, giving what you, you will receive right back. Like, right. Mm-hmm. So that's literally exactly what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, basically a uh, law of attraction is just seeing yourself having exactly like you want to have literally. exactly what you deserve exactly what you've always wanted mm-hmm. and you know the belief is like okay positive thoughts manifest positive outcomes mm-hmm. and negative thoughts manifest negative outcomes literally. so it's like i don't know just i wasn't a big manifester for a long mm-hmm. time you know i suffered from a lot of just like illnesses and everything and i know you can relate to that yeah you know anxiety depression yeah. stuff like that um and for a long time, I just kept having these negative mm-hmm. thoughts, especially surrounding love. Career in general, I've always seen myself at a, a good point. Right. But I just didn't believe that I could get there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you have this vision. The vision is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. So why are you not believing it? Exactly. Um, but honestly, the law of attraction would just come a lot in just love in general. Definitely. Where I would be like, oh, I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, I'm like, okay, but I want this. And then the next person that comes along... 
it's like, oh, okay, maybe they are that good person. Right. It's like, no, because the whole time you were believing these negative things. Exactly, out. exactly. So it's like, damn. You know? I, know? I agree with that 100%. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so how do you, okay, so you're you're a master at manifesting. Mm-hmm. So how do you go about just like, you know, using the law of attraction mm-hmm. and just manifesting in general? I feel like um, I try to incorporate in my day-to-day life. Um, so it kind of starts with, I was watching this YouTube video, like, when I had first had my like spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and something that stuck up to me, like a tool that they used was getting post-it notes and just like, like literally if you walk into my bathroom, my mirror is covered with like just different affirmations and just things that I want to be incorporating into my life and my energy as well. So I feel like from the start of the, I incorporate that. Like I, as soon as I heard that and I started doing it, I was like, it actually makes a difference while I'm brushing my teeth. I'm like, yeah, I am powerful. Like, I am, you know, like all these things. I am deserving of love. Like, all this kind of shit. So, I read those in the morning. That already has me in a different headspace. Um, I also, I try to refrain from saying certain phrases or just like overall like speaking negative on my life. Like, and even when things like, are not going according to plan or whatever. I kind of just have this mindset of just like whatever is happening is supposed to be happening. As as long as I am putting my best foot forward and giving genuine good energy, you know what I mean. I'm gonna automatically receive that back. So whenever things not working out or not according to what I envision, I'm just like, okay, that basically saved me from something I thought I needed. But right. I don't, you know what I mean, for something better. Right. Um. So I just, I don't know. I try to definitely positive speaking, the post-it notes on the window mm-hmm. and on my um mirrors and on my wall and stuff like that helps. Right. Um, there's this, and I also be, walk, be watching a lot of like YouTube videos as far as like different like spiritual teachers and stuff like that in the morning. I know Alan Watts is like, gone you know what i mean but i'm just like i love that man and his fucking podcast like i will literally be in the car just put on his and then just like begin a few gyms and stuff like that just get me in the right headspace because i'm very um aware of like the energy that i put into myself so like certain music and just overall like certain conversations i don't engage in and just Cause I'm very look. I don't play about me in my life, okay? In my yes. spirit, because you <laughs> I work a little. Uh, I, I put work to get here. Where I'm at. I don't know. In that aspect, I'm just kind of aware of what information I am taking in, and right. realizing that I don't know. I kind of just live as if anything I want. I kind of just live as if it's already mine. Right. So it's like that's a great. Man, financially, like, I remember I used to always, like, this was when I first got out of high school and stuff, didn't know what the hell was going on. I just, the words I was, and the spells I would speak over to my life was, you know, just, I don't have this, and I don't have that, and, right. you know, I, you know, like, having certain things were just so out of reach. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now, me speaking in the I am kind of just helps everything like I live as if I am and I actually have it like right. you know like I'm just like it's not a worry if I want it I'm gonna get it 
I just have that mindset Thanks. and it just works like it's when I first started doing it yeah it feels a little weird because I'm just like but I don't like you know? but it's like no actually believe you do and it just started unfolding in different opportunities and like financial ab- abundance started just like rolling towards me and I was just like okay wait I'm Every day I try to wake up in her. Right. Like, how would she start her morning? You know what I mean? How would she go about her day? Like, how would she interact with people? Like, just, you know, that type of thing. Girl, you said all the And it works. I'm telling you, it works. It literally works. And that literally goes into, because, like, apparently there's, like, okay, I just read it. No, no, no. Like, I do a lot of attraction was, but I was like, So it starts with law of attraction. You thinking that I can't have this, right? right. And then it coming. Mm-hmm. But the law of creation is like when the universe supports everything that you're saying and mm. like creates it for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or allows those opportunities come to coming to you. Right. And that can happen positively and negatively. Yeah. Right. That's true. So and also just you just saying like how you're gonna approach your day mm-hmm. also goes into like the law of allowing when you remove yourself. From negative thoughts, negative beliefs, negative conversations. Literally. You don't put yourself in those energies to like let it even like corrupt everything that you're mm-hmm. believing. So it's like, but that's the hardest thing, right? It is. Cause that law requires you to literally just surrender every piece of doubt mm-hmm. that you have. And as humans, we are made to doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like we, are. we have like like thousands of negative thoughts every single day mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it literally happens but how do you like literally remove your doubt like what's your motivation for manifesting like what's your motivation for reaching the goals that you want to go because there is something underlying even if people think like there's no motivation for me waking mm-hmm. up today and getting out of my bed mm-hmm. but there's always something right so like what's that for you i feel like for me um because I am uh, in the process or chapter in my life where I am building the foundation mm-hmm. of just the generation that I want to come after me. Right. So I feel like that's my main motivation. Like, I don't, you know, I don't have any kids. I don't have none of that. So right now I am trying to, one, heal all parts of me that need to be healed. Right. Um, correct my mindset. Heal generational trauma that came from after me okay because we're not doing that we not <laughs> you know kind of just look, oh, burn them okay like no we're not taking it okay literally like we're not taking none of that so it's like right now i feel like just me having that in mind because i do want offspring i do want another generation after me right. um that's my motivation if i can be honest like my family mm-hmm. that i don't have yet but will right so i just know what they should deserve and i'm i'm working every day trying to grow trying to set that foundation to where you know we good right <laughs> Up for that because you know exactly, mm-hmm. like you said, you know your goals, you know exactly where you want to be. So, mm-hmm. 
you have to work towards it. And that's Literally. working towards it. Literally. Oh, that was so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> No, literally, okay, just piggybacking off of that. Mm. I feel like my motivation is my family too, but just mm. in a different aspect. Because yeah. me, I don't really want offspring. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't want them kids, you know. But I have such a huge family. Like, on my dad's side, girl, okay. we got like 12 kids. My mom. All right, I can understand that. Exactly. <laughs> you get it, okay? And like, I'm the third oldest on his side. I'm the oldest on my mom's side, right? So, um, my mom's side, we have four of this uh, altogether five of us so four of the siblings right and for them i just want to set them up for success because i see how hard it was for me in general but i've always had just like a this self-motivation like mm -hmm. i didn't really need anybody else to like encourage me or like push me to do something because i was going to do it regardless right. you know but there was always something i needed to fall back on because when i didn't have myself mm -hmm. Oh, I was in the trenches. I wasn't doing anything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't believe in myself. And then, you know, like I said earlier, mental illnesses and stuff like that. So I feel like my motivation is literally them, like, breaking the generational curses, like, right now. You know, mm -hmm. not for me to, like, pass on, but the shit that's happening that I can see. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because my little brother, he's still growing up in the mm -hmm. hood. You know that's what I'm saying? saying? Yeah. Like, and it's like, you know, they still there where we grew up. So it's like, okay, how can I get them out of that? Right. And at least get them towards this path of healing that I had to find, you know, when I came to college. Right. Yeah. They're not going to college. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, I ain't saying they're not. You know, the younger ones, but they make not there. Yeah, yeah. But my younger brother, who's 19, well, he's 20 now. He's not in college and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And he's trying to figure out his way. He has a whole child. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, there's so much I want to do for you right. specifically. Right. Because I know that, like, you can go places. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. I just really resonated with, like, the family aspect. Because, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't really, I don't know why I don't want kids, though. Right? I know. I, I used to be like that, you too. Know. And I don't know what made me. Where did the shift Just happen? recently. I don't know. I think it happened with just, like, me thinking about my the past generation. And I'm just mm -hmm. like. When I think about me and just all my sisters and mom, they're all different. Like, right. I'm the only one that I feel, and it's like, I don't want to be that way, but I feel like I'm the only one that kind of just sees a different point of view. Right. And me knowing that, I'm just like, yeah, I can install that into my nieces and my nephews, but it's just like, I want to build something, like, different. I want right. to build a whole tribe, like, I love my family, I do, and there's almost, you know, healing that I can help you with. Right. But I can't let our generation, I can't let our family go out like this. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So it's like, you I gotta, gotta yeah, like, I gotta, I gotta switch the perspective. Like, I'm, try, I'm talking about, like, I want my own land. I want just a tribe of just, like, beautiful, you don't have to be black. Beautiful <laughs> beings, you know. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to count anyone out, but just beautiful beings that's just here with a, a higher purpose in mind, you right. know. Um, simpler living, of course, but just overall, just a different point of view. And I just know for sure the work that I put into myself to kind of switch the narrative and get the mm -hmm. perspective that I have. I want to pass that down, definitely, because I feel like the tribe that leaves after me is going to be very powerful because I'm keeping all that in mind and setting the intention to heal what I need to heal right. so we can get to the 
the nitty gritty of things. Literally, before they even heal. Exactly. Literally. So it's like, and that, I don't know. That's also it's interesting true. because yeah. we, okay, weirdly enough, I was talking to Kata a couple weeks yeah. ago, right? And we were talking about um, how generational trauma gets passed on, right? Mm-hmm. Just biologically. Not Literally. even like, you know, being raised up, but biologically. Exactly. You know, like all those biological processes, like if you going through pregnancy, with like, oh, I'm gonna be broke, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna do this, or you know, all these negative things that you are passing that on through your child. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Um, so it's like, it's interesting that you say that because once you have those powerful mindsets and that powerful thought process or whatever, like you're like biologically gonna pass that through mm-hmm. your children. Definitely. And I think that's powerful. And mm-hmm. I that's when I think that people should have children. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to judge anybody though. Literally. It's like my mom was what 19 when she had me mm-hmm. like most of my family had very you know had teen pregnancies early. Yeah. yeah so it's like you know people are very surprised at how young my family <laughs> is i'm like yeah my great grandpa's still here chilling you know love you very much that's, that's crazy that's, that's crazy, crazy. yeah but it's like um just i don't know just hearing that just makes me happy and hopeful for the future mm-hmm. because ultimately when i reach that that's when I'll probably have that switch. Right, you know? right. I know that right now, I'm not there yet. That's what I'm saying. No, I get that. Like, right. trust me. I was really, <laughs> growing up, I was just like, oh, but no. Literally, like, it's a no for me. My mom is so sad. She's like, like you're never going to have to. Yeah. I'm like, as of right now, no. No, <laughs> yeah, no I get that. Literally. But um, just for the podcast in general, with the law of allowing or whatever like that, confidence is very much like, key right mm-hmm. and everything that we do is confidence builds consistency it builds mm-hmm. you know everything in your right. craft so it's like but when does confidence hinder everything that you're doing mm. that's when you let your like your ego control everything you know what i'm saying right. the fearful part of your mind right. and that part of your mind can also not allow like confrontation not allow criticism mm-hmm. not allow you seeing your perspective of like the limitations that you have and like you just not listening to people in general right so how do you like what piece of advice could you leave for them with people who just like who are creators who want to like indulge into law of attraction and all of the laws mm-hmm. like what could you leave with them with like that overconfidence and that arrogance thing like, right the difference between confidence and arrogance right i in my opinion i would say it's it's all about the flow, man. It's all about the flow. I feel like just going about, not saying that you're just going with the wind, just like easily influenced, but you do have that door open to where what's for you will be for you won't won't be. So I feel like just in my experience, just different things that I am confronted with, I I try to take it in with open arms because if it's in front of me then I know that I'm supposed to receive something from it. I'm not saying, you know, just saying criticism in the way, like on that topic. Um, I'm not saying I got to take to heart uh, everything they're saying, but this criticism is coming to me. So what can I take from this? Like it, maybe what I took from it is like, oh my God, they're so wrong. Um, And you know, it's, about like, it's just about just being open to hearing that and being honest with yourself on what what is this showing me? Like, what am I supposed to take from this experience that I'm having? Right. And that can go with just any experiences besides just criticism, but just like 
any experience, I feel like just for me, any experience that I am having or like is being thrown in my face or shown to me, it's supposed to be there for some reason. Right. So I just try to, I try to not just be like shutting everything off, even if it might not be what my ego wants to hear or just mm-hmm. what I feel like is right um, and what I need. I try to kind of just put that to the side, go into the flow of things and just take what I need and flow out of it. Like just that, right. that simple. I mean, you ain't got to take it to heart. But definitely be honest with yourself because it might be something you really need to hear. Like, right. Yeah. Nah, so, facts. Yeah. Flow. Flow. It's all about the That's flow. That's the keyword. Flow. Because <laughs> like, there are many times my ego was. That's what I said. Yeah. Like, I get it. I so, get it. Some people literally, I, I remember like just an adult in Italy or whatever, one of my supervisors. He wasn't even my supervisor. He was my supervisor's husband. Mm. He was just there because he travels with her every now and then. I remember him telling me I woke up late for the museum or mm-hmm. something like that and I had to go meet them and he was like Jasmine you need to get your shit together and I was like nigga what the fuck are you to tell me I need to get my shit together like you know I'm about to fight his ass I'm like I'm pissed off like yeah. I'm about to be the old ass man and yeah. I'm like wait but like honestly just being open to criticism and everything like that is just I don't know that's key to a beneficial life because we need people we it need is. other people's opinions we need other people's experiences Literally. to learn from Literally. and we learn lessons from other people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how are you going to learn a lesson if you're not even open to hearing exactly. it? Exactly. But um, that's all I have for you today, Rashani. <laughs> so I want to say thank you for coming. Okay. And y'all, please follow her at... Underscore Rashani with two eyes. <laughs> make sure you buy her book. Um, where is it out on? Like Amazon? It's out on Amazon. Basically, if you follow me on Instagram, literally just there's a link. In my bio, I'll take you to all of the information that you need for the book. Period. So y'all go do that. And thank y'all for coming to Giving Giving with your girl, my little bitch. I'll see y'all soon.